Welcome back to YXC, a hyperlocal microcast that only our friends will hear. I'm Sarah. I'm Stephanie. What's YXE, Sarah? Other oh. than what you just said. <laughs> Other than a hyperlocal microcast um, with some additional quality, YXE is a podcast about local mysteries and local in this context being Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. And today <laughs> we're talking about the tree. The big tree. The really big tree. Really big tree. What is it? Where is it? This tree is a really big tree that maybe if you've been walking down 7th Street uh, in the Buena Vista area. 7th Street East, I'll, yeah. I'll specify. 7th Street East? Hyperlocal. <laughs> <laughs> Quite near to where we're currently recording. But we will not tell people where you live. Because most of them already know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's too too boring for the air. <laughs> um, really big tree. Walking down 7th, you probably passed it and thought to yourself, hey, that's a really big tree. At least that's what we said to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's huge. Um, the, reason, the reason this tree is episode worthy is that like it's truly remarkably big. Like it's way bigger... Then it's obviously not like the biggest tree. Like I'm sure there's like California redwoods that are much bigger than this tree. We don't know, but we but maybe not. I've never seen them. This episode will reveal. <laughs> is it the biggest tree in the world? I think it is. That's the mystery, and it's going to take us a long time to solve. Okay, let's set the scene. So Saskatoon has uh, I'm going to say deposits of elm trees all around the city in the older neighborhoods. They're all sort of full grown right now. I don't know when they were planted, but I would say perhaps in maybe the 20s i don't know again stay tuned we'll find out yeah stay tuned but it's sort of clear that all of these elm trees are planted along the street at the same time because they've all sort of reached like a girth and height that's like pretty uniform except for this one tree that's just so huge like how big around would it be uh, like grab four of your best friends, maybe add a couple of your acquaintances, link arms. That's how big this tree is. It's so big that like its roots are, I know this isn't totally uncommon, but like the earth around it is bulging. The sidewalk is cracked. It's just, it's so huge. It's so huge that it has a different kind of tree growing out of, it's sort of like, so you're looking at the tree, it grows up and up like a big thick stump or whatever it's called, like the body of the tree. And then where it sort of branches out into other, like into its branches, which just look like small trees because the tree's so huge, nestled there is like another different kind of tree. It's like a mountain ash tree or something. So it's so big that it's got its own ecosystem for other trees. Right. It's so big it's sprouting other trees. Okay, so it's it's so huge. How huge is it? It's so huge um, that I was at a party and met a guy who lived on the street right next to the tree. 
And as soon as he said that he lived over here, I was like, oh, have you seen that big tree? And he was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So, like, confirmed, folks. It's a huge tree. Multiple. Multiple people have, uh, when we've talked about this tree as a concept for an episode, people have said, oh, yeah, the tree. It's known to others. Yeah, everyone's really into it and thinks this is a good idea for an episode. Yeah, yeah, it's not just us. (laughs) No. This isn't weird at all. So, what's the mystery? Why the tree so big? That's huge. Huge like the tree. Why the tree so big? Why the tree so big? And, like, why is it so much... I guess more specifically, why is it so much bigger than the other trees on the street? What about that tree makes it so huge? What do you think the mystery is? Or is that... I think that sums it up. Sum it up. I don't think it can get much more de- more complex than that. <laughs> Tree, why so big? Yeah, why is it so big? All right, I guess that uh, does that pretty much does that pretty much do it. I have nothing more to add. Which brings us to if you had to guess, Sarah. If you had to guess why this tree's so big, what's a guess? I would say. That something about where it is, is making it grow bigger than the other trees. So what I've always thought is that there's a body buried under the Mm. tree. Or, you know, there's something in the soil that's making it, like, more fertile and creating a bigger, better, bolder (laughs) tree. So I think it's like, I think murderers live in the house. I think uh, the nutrients from the bodies is seeping out into the surrounds, Mm -hmm, getting mm -hmm. into the tree. This would obviously be like an old, maybe like an old timey murder. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because the tree's pretty old, but that would be, that would be my guess. Well, I'm glad we have the budget for ground penetrating radar. Stay tuned. (laughs) What about if you had to guess, what would you guess? Something similar that there is something under beneath the tree that is feeding the tree to make it a giant amongst puny trees. But my thought is that, this was a depository for local women's placentas post-birth. <laughs> Probably. And that's what's feeding the tree. Yeah. Placentas. Yeah. It's uh, a century it's, of placenta. It's life versus death. It's the yin and the yang. It's what this podcast is all about. All right. All right. Catch you in a bit. Where the mystery is revealed. Okay, we're here on location. YXC on location. <laughs> our first, uh, our first field trip. Everybody uh, loves a field trip. Absolutely. Everybody loves a field trip, and you can probably hear we have a guest. Hi. What is in front of us? Okay, well, we are standing here next to possibly the largest tree in Saskatoon by volume, by overall dimensions. So it is a uh, nice, mature plains cottonwood. For anyone who's into Latin geekery, that's. Uh, Populus deltoides. So it is not an elm tree. No. Like we thought. We were like, why is this elm so big? Okay. Because it's a poplar, that's why. (laughs) The myth is busted. Yeah. Boom. Okay. So that's it. We're done. See you later. Thank you for your time. (laughs) Okay. And um, yeah, for like Latin names, etc., are usually just descriptions of trees. I don't know if you can see the leaves from here. You maybe get a clear view. Deltoides refers to delta shape, but they've got nice little sort of rounded saw teeth on the edge. And um, it's part of the cottonwood clan because the seeds are the white fluff that actually you can find blowing around uh, even today in, in 
you know, in late May to early June. Well, <laughs> yeah. now you sound like a guy who knows a lot about trees. Maybe now's the time you could tell us maybe who you are and uh, oh, yeah. how you came to know this much. Why are we asking you this question? <laughs> My name is Tony. Uh, I'm a City of Saskatoon certified arborist. Actually, the certification came from the International Society of Arboriculture, if that matters. But I work for the city. And I love trees. I've always loved trees since I was a little bitty kid. And yeah, so I was probably, I was a pizza delivery man in the 1980s and I delivered a pizza around here somewhere and I went, look at that tree. This Whoa. very tree? This tree, that's yes, a, this one here. That's great. And it's like, wow, I didn't know we had them that big. Yeah. So I was totally in awe and um, yeah, and I've been like hanging out and observing this tree ever since. Since so, the 80s, that's great. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad we found somebody who is as equally enamored of this tree as we are. I'm yeah. sure there's lots of people. People really seem to know this tree. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a hard one to miss. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, do you mind talking a little bit more about the dimensions of this? Sure. Absolutely. So, this lovely plant's cottonwood. Um, is, I mentioned it previously, it's about 164 centimeters average diameter. So, diameter. Not circumference, mm -hmm. right. but diameter. So, what I have here is a diameter wow. tape. Mm -hmm. A lot of people look at that and think it's inches, but they're actually too big to be inches. Hmm. What they are is centimeters times pi. Oh, so oh, if you it's wrap it's it around it's the tree, you it get tells the... you the diameter. Yeah, you're taking circumference and you're reading the diameter. Right. So here we go. Now we're walking. We're walking around the tree, around the tree. along with the measuring tape. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and there it is. What a special oh, tool! It's right on there. Of course, Great. I did it upside down, but anyway, you, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> 164. Wow. The size of a, some people. <laughs> so that's a person size. Oh, in terms of like in terms, their yeah, height. In terms of like and, height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the what's the demo yeah. for? Well, I uh, estimated the height of this tree a little while ago, like a week or two, and I used triangulation. So basically, what you do is you need a dowel or a rod or something, a nice straight stick that's longer than your arm. And then you stand with your chest square to the tree, your shoulders oh. square to the tree, and you extend your arm as far as you can, put the dowel on your cheekbone or, you know, as close to your eye as you dare. <laughs> and then you you want the dowel as vertical as you can, and now I need to be about 85 feet away. <laughs> and you need to also be able to find the tallest central twig. Wow. So you're sort of backing up until... Yeah. The dowel shows you that you're sort of far enough, like as far as the height of the tree from the tree. Yeah. So then I either pace it off, or in the case of this tree, because we were going to chat about it, I brought out a tape and I actually measured it off. So it's, uh, we're going to call it 27 meters tall, which uh, works out to about 85 feet. Wow. Or eight and a half stories of a of a regular wow like apartment building. Or that something. really puts it into perspective. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. and interestingly, its canopy spread is every bit as wide or about a meter wider than its height. A little note oh. of interest in the in the union of the four where the one trunk yeah. breaks into four trunks and arches on up. You can see these branches sticking up here. Mm -hmm. You notice anything about them? That they're a different tree entirely? <laughs> exactly. They're a different species. They are we mountain ash. We this in our intro. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, just, I mean, only insofar as, like, we notice that it's so big that it has another tree, like its own 
special tree. It's like it's, its own ecosystem. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's got its little biosphere going here. Huh. What tree is that? That's a mountain ash, a European mountain ash, in fact. Okay. Uh, some oh. know it as rowan tree. Okay. And, um, yeah, you can see last year's berries on it, and this year's flowers are just coming out right now. Wow. Would so its roots be like inside the big tree? How does it no, grow? No, it's uh, so there's kind of a, a cup or a nest or, or a depression, if you like, where these four huge trunks kind of come together. And that, that depression in there has been catching leaves and twigs and right. dust and whatever for decades, yeah. which has been sitting up there composting. And there's this little pocket of soil up there. And when it rains, it gets watered. And right. And uh, I've seen several different yeah. species of trees growing in this tree. Mountain ash is one of the mm. prime candidates. Um, elderberry shrub is another one that I've seen up there. But what happens is they can only grow so and so large in there because they don't have much soil. Mm. Yeah. And sooner or later, like even now, we've got, you know, it's kind of an extended dry period. Mm -hmm. So that little pocket of soil up there is going to dry out really, fast. really hard. Yeah. And uh, the tree in the, in the union there is going to die. Hmm. of drought <laughs> while, while the big tree just carries on and huh. does wow. its thing. Do you have any sense of how long a tree like this lives? Um, so when you're asking how long will a tree live in, you know, in a given situation, it's there's a lot of factors to put in with that. So right. like if they come and dig up the street from end to end and, and go through all the roots and, you know, all that, that's going to be a problem because that will introduce rot. Um, Do we know how old this tree is? Ish? Pretty close, yeah. Um, there are aerial photos of this neighborhood from 1927. Oh, yeah, yeah. cool. And uh, now, as you could guess, they're black and white, and they're not like super sharp focus. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a long time ago, but uh, nonetheless, in 1927, especially when you zoom in, you can see a couple of shadows. It's my very strong opinion that all the trees, all the mature trees on this block are planted in the same year. Right. So, and what it comes down to is, drum roll, yeah. growth rate. Right. <laughs> so, Plains Cottonwoods are crazy growers. They, they just are fast, aggressive growers. They, uh, when they're happy, they can grow five, six feet vertically in a year when they're young. I remember one of these green ash came down in a storm in the 1990s, late 90s, probably 98 or something like that. And uh, the, I counted the rings and I came up with, at that time I think I came up with about 90, suggesting plant date of, you know, very early 1900s. So this tree could be, this could be like its 100 year anniversary. It's, yeah, it's yeah. It, right in the yeah. ballpark. Mm. Yeah, you bet. Did we get you to introduce yourself again? I feel I like don't maybe think we so. forgot. Actually, my name is Tony Taves, and I'm a City of Saskatoon arborist. Um, I'm a certified arborist, certified by the International Society of Arboriculture, and I've worked for the City of Saskatoon for 16 years, and worked for another local tree company for a couple of years before that. And before that, I've always messed with trees in one form or another my whole life. How did you get into trees? <laughs> Well, the answer to that is I'm just wired that way. Mm. Um, in fact, I was remembering when I was about four, maybe five years old, um, my mom had this bed of ferns in the front yard. And I'm not sure where I got this idea from, but I, I got mom's little snippers, her little pruners, and I went out there and I clipped one right at the bottom, one of these fern fronds, and I watched it fall down. <laughs> and they're so airy, they fall really slow. 
And I was like, it looks just like a tree falling in the forest. So I'm snip and watching it fall and snip and watching another one and like that. And uh, I didn't like wipe out the whole fern bed, but I did quite a few. And then I think I started feeling guilty or, or you know, like I was going to get caught or something. So I ran in the house and, and I said, Mom, the neighbor girl, Christine, came over and cut down a bunch of your ferns. And I got a spanking like in the next 10 seconds. I think I still had the clippers in my hand, actually. <laughs> so, Way to take responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> so, the things that four-year-olds do, you know. <laughs> but anyway, that's my mania, I guess, is trees and yeah. interacting with them. So You can't stop. Nope, can't help it. <laughs> so, you talked how, about how you were a pizza delivery Oh, yeah. Person in the 80s. What was the trajectory from the pizza delivery guy to arborist? Oh, boy. Long and winding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, like now's the time to mention that on the way over, we learned that Tony uh, removed a tree in Sarah's front yard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So it was just uh, fervently thanking him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our pipes are, are much happier now. Oh, good. Yeah. I forgot to point out while we were there. If you look at the green ash that are across the street from that big cottonwood, mm-hmm. they lean away from it. They lean away from the street and away from the tree growing across the street because that one's so big, it's kind of spread out and caught the light and pushed them over. You know, Whoa, they, it's they, like giving it its personal space. <laughs> yeah, well, and trees are all about light, right? So they yeah. went where they could find the light and they had to actually trope away from <laughs> this huge tree just to find the sunshine. And an open-grown tree will have roots, a root system that is two, even three times as wide as the canopy of the tree. So you're saying that root system would be like possibly 24 stories broad? Could be up to, yeah, it's, yeah. Hmm. So, you know, somebody building a new house, like three houses over, (laughs) could be doing some damage. So... Hmm. Yeah, and often digging in the root zone or something that, well, there's an example right next door. Not picking on anybody, but um, infills, infill housing in these older desirable central neighborhoods with Mm -hmm. the mature tree canopy and everything. uh, People are like, oh, I want to live there. So get all these infill houses. And what most people I think don't realize is that the construction, even if they don't sort of set out to damage the tree, even if they're not breaking pieces off or cut it down or that sort of thing, the trees end up suffering a lot because of the, the traffic through their root zone, uh, compacting the soil, digging a new hole, ripping out roots, this right, kind of thing. Yeah, but right. soil compaction is probably the number one issue for uh, trees that hmm. are anywhere near a, a construction zone. Can you tell us at all what the area may have looked like prior to settlement or colonization? Like before all the... Because I'm... When I, it's funny, when I think about old Saskatoon, I think like big trees. Mm. But then when I think older Saskatoon or pre-Saskatoon, I don't really know what it would have what it would have looked like. I know these trees probably weren't, you know, probably weren't elm trees lined up in a grid pattern. Right. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, I can I can talk to that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so basically, this was probably pretty much open grassland. And any place you had a slough or a low spot, you probably had a ring of aspen poplars sure. growing around the slough. And uh, now the riverbank ecozone is a totally different creature, right? As it still does, it would have had maples, birch, probably green ash, um, maybe some spruce, um, Saskatoon berries, cranberries, um, and a whole 
like a whole ecosystem there that is not present up on the, the flat plains. Right. So the plains cottonwood, even though it has plains in the title, mm. isn't native to this particular area. Actually, yes, it is. Oh, I, it is. That was an oversight on my part because, yes, it would have been along the riverbanks. Oh, okay. Um, and, yeah, common to the, especially the lower levels of, of the river system, hmm. the Saskatchewan River system and other rivers. Um, and before they built Gardner Dam and made Diefenbaker Lake and all that, uh, the annual spring floods were, I think, pretty substantial most years. And the water level would rise quite a bit. Hmm. And it would flood out the zone where the cottonwoods lived okay. and give them a good old soaking. Even if it didn't rain a whole lot, they were probably good, to, hmm. you know, for the year kind of hmm. thing. Uh, the paddle wheeler boats that used to come up the river, yeah. uh, they were wood fired. And they used to cut cottonwood and burn it in their, oh. in their, um, what do you call Boiler. it? Boiler. Is hey, that right? I, I'm going to go with boiler. I think you got <laughs> it's it. It's like, it's I don't know what boats run so, on. Like, yeah. You said it so assertively, so, I yeah. can only imagine. It. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that really exuded a lot of confidence. To, I, we may have asked this when we were outside, but is this the largest tree in Saskatoon? So, <clears throat> for a question like the largest tree in Saskatoon, we have to quantify it a little bit. I think it's the most massive tree in Saskatoon. Hmm. Like overall mass, if you were to put the whole thing on a scale... Yeah, I, I right. think it would probably be the winner. There are Yay! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Too excited? Is that a bit much? No, it's not. That was amazing. We really found the right person to talk to about that tree. He was a real treat. treat. That sounded insincere, but it really was. Yeah. Uh, I feel like so many was. questions were answered. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. It was great. Is the mystery solved? Are the mysteries solved? Why tree so big? Yeah. The bigness of the tree, solved. as it's written in our notes. Yes. <laughs> totally solved. What's the deal with the tree in the context of the other trees? Solved. Yeah, also solved. And I was surprised to learn how many different kinds, even just like, on the walk from the tree back to my house. I was surprised to learn how many different trees we saw. Yeah. Um, Tony gave us our, our little own personal tree tour on the way from uh, the big, really big tree to right. Sarah's. I forgot that. <laughs> I clearly forgot that that part was not recorded. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there were so many different kinds of trees and learning that also that the cottonwood was... I think I, I really did picture, in the sort of historical context, I really pictured like... All the trees here are transplants. I certainly didn't understand how many trees that we do have in Saskatoon are native to the general area, if not where exactly we've put them. The other thing that fascinated me uh, is that that cottonwood tree is like the same age relative to the other trees on the block. I had expected that it was either uh, planted long before or maybe was native to the area and then just like... um, took off yeah like that it was just kept there as the landscape kind of was created around it but no all those trees are the same age yeah fascinating yeah fascinating (laughs) totally fascinating fascinating (laughs) um and the other mystery was the tiny tree growing out of the tree i'm so pleased to learn about it solve that one the doomed tree so yeah a bit of a sad story on for that guy 
Yeah, it's not got, uh, it's not long for this world, it sounds like. Yeah, but it sounds like another will spring up in its place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Any closing remarks? <sighs> no. Tree puns? It was extremely interesting. <laughs> I was treasonously unaware of what was going on in this neighborhood vis-a-vis trees. Tremendous. <laughs> I've got nothing but truncated responses to that. <laughs> that was a reach. That was reaching. Another cool way that people have gone about establishing the ages of, say, trees or even buildings, but uh, particularly trees, uh, is called lichenometry. So you can go to a cemetery, and the <laughs> yes, spooky. yeah, uh, and the gravestones all have dates on them. Right. Okay. Yeah. So and the older gravestones have lichens growing on them. Right. So you find a lichen of a certain size and species or whatever. You have to know what lichen you've got, right? And then if you go find the same kind of lichen on a tree, you can measure it and basically figure out its comparative age, right? You won't get the exact year, but you know, well, this lichen is three quarters as big on the tree as the one we found on the gravestone. So we know the tree is about three quarters as old as the date on the, on the headstone. Uh That is awesome. (laughs) That's, That's definitely going in. (laughs) Yeah, that's a really interesting little piece of info.